0: there's been all this talk about how good is colorado going to be i'm going to do my best to predict how good they're going to be in 2023 and deon sanders first year as a head coach for the buffs you are locked on buffs your daily podcast on the colorado buffaloes part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. today's episode, we're going to be talking about a few different things. Um, We're going to be talking about myself predicting Colorado's record, which I try not to do too early before the season. I'll probably have a couple drafts, but this is draft number one. Um, I'm going to talk about my biggest and smallest concerns for the roster, so what concerns me the most and what concerns me the least um, when I look at Colorado's roster. And then I'm going to talk some recruiting because Colorado is always in the mix for top recruits and always pursuing top recruits. So we're going to talk about that as well and see where they stand with a few of them. Um, But before we do, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On bus your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, your show every day, your team every day. Um, So without further ado, let's dive right into the schedule. Okay, Um, I looked at it still and their odds are they're still three and a half. So if you want to play it place a bet on the over with our friends over at FanDuel for four to for them to win over three and a half games, which would only be four games. Go ahead. Um, But I was also looking at the odds to their games. Um, They are favored in none of them. (laughs) The ones that they have up, at least Uh, Nebraska is eight and a half point favorites. TCU is 20 and a half um, point favorites. So uh, do with that what you will. Um, going off their schedule, though, I'm going to go through each game on the schedule. I'll give you a breakdown of why they think they win or lose. And then I think, obviously, I'll give you the record, and then we'll just go through it from there. Um, week one at TCU, uh, I think it's a hostile environment. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the game just because, obviously, it's going to be nationally televised. Everyone's going to be watching. Obviously, the program, though, is ready for pressure. They don't They don't shy away from pressure. Um TCU, however, reloaded in the transfer portal. Um, they have they did lose a lot. They lost their quarterback, their top two receivers or three receivers, top two running backs. They lost some offense alignment, some defensive players. They lost the guys that were responsible for all their sacks and stuff. So I think this could be a close one. I think I would take Colorado to cover, but I think I'm gonna take the Horn Frogs to win. So Colorado starting off 0-1. Um, but I think they bounce back immediately at Nebraska, versus Nebraska. First game at Folsom field, first game at home of the Dion Sanders coach prime era. Um, I think they win. I don't think Nebraska, I don't have faith in Jeff Sims at quarterback. Um, Nebraska was just horrible last year and I know they made some adjustments. They made some transfer additions, but I, I think it all comes down to quarterback play. Um, And I think Shadur is more of a steady hand than Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims is a better athlete. Um, I think he's a great athlete with great potential. He has a big arm. He's really fast. But he has yet to show that he can consistently um, beat teams. And so for that reason, Colorado wins that game. Um, So I have them at 1-1 and uh, going into their Week 3 matchup against Colorado State. Rivalry game, um, I think they blow out Colorado State. Um, I think they win two straight, go 2-1. and So they're at two and one right now. Um, Then they make the tough trip, tough trek to Eugene um, to play Oregon. No one loses at Oregon. Oregon is a tough environment to play. Um, The program themselves, the team themselves are looking to maybe make the playoff. They're one of the, according to the blue chip ratio, which is essentially, how many four and five stars you have. And that determines if you can win a championship or not. Oregon is one of the two teams in the PAC 12 that has the en- enough blue chips to win the championship. So I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, I think they lose to Oregon. Um, I think they lose to USC the following week. So that puts them at two and three. Um, USC has Caleb Williams. I think he's probably the best player in college football, best quarterback in college football, just all around. Great athlete, great great player. Um, kind of leads that team. Um, USC reloaded; they improved. Um, their defense was the issue last year. They added talented players on defense, so we'll see how good they are. Um, they were the other team that twenty four seven says can win the championship. Um, Arizona State at Arizona State in Tempe. Um, I think Colorado bounces back, um, ends their little losing streak here. Put them at three and three. Um, so floating around five hundred. Uh, Arizona State, I just don't feel confident in Drew Pine. Um, I think there's a lot to. Um, I feel like Arizona State added really good players, but I still feel more confident in Colorado for some reason. I think they need a bat a, a win here. I think they'll this will be their first home or away win or road road win. Excuse me. I think Arizona State's offense under Drew Pine isn't going to be as good as. Um, It may have been with like Bo Nix or someone like I don't I don't think Kenny Dillingham has the quarterback he needs for his offense. Excuse me yet. Then for family weekend, October 13th on on a Friday. p.m. Mountain Time, I believe this is on ESPN. um, Our Pac-12 after dark, they play Stanford. Uh, I think. I think they win here, so they string together two more wins, making them. Let's see. They got one and one, two and one, two and two, three and two, four or four and three. Excuse me. Um, this will have them at four and three. Um, I think Stanford is a rebuilding team. They're recruiting very well right now. They have a top ten class in the country for the twenty twenty four class, but obviously those guys can't play here yet. So I gotta take Colorado here. Um, then they travel to UCLA. Um, I'm I don't know what to think of UCLA. Uh, I really don't know how good they're going to be. Um, so with that being said, I think Colorado could maybe, I think I could see this as a win. Um, so that'd be a three game winning streak and nice little, nice little, nice little five and three record. Um, Cause they got wins over T- or Nebraska wins over Colorado state wins over Arizona state Stanford win UCLA win. And then they have losses to USC, Oregon and uh, TCU. So they're five and three at this point. Um, then, they return home, play Oregon State. I think they lose here. Um, I think Oregon State is a very good team that I think will make the Pac-12 championship, so they're 5-4. and four. Um, Senior day against Arizona, um, I don't trust Arizona. Um, I think Jaden Delores is a really good quarterback. Uh, I think he has a lot to offer. Um, I also think he likes to push the envelope a little too much. Um, I think Arizona's defense is iffy, and I think Colorado could take advantage of that. Um, so let's go ahead and put this down as a Colorado win, so 6-4. and four. Then they finish the, their season on the road, two games on the road. They have at Washington State, who I think Washington State is a mid-middle-tier Pac-12 team. But I still think they got the advantage here. I, I, like, I look at quarterback play, and I think Cam Ward will be hitting his stride next season. I think he's going to be shock a lot of people. So I think the the Buffs lose at Washington State, make them 6-5. and five. Um, Utah. They go at Utah. Rice Eccles, tough place to play. Um, Utah likely will be playing, or at least need some sort of event to happen for them to make it to the Pac-12 championship. So I think Utah wins as well. So I have them going six and six, um, right in the middle. Um, that'd be good enough to make a bowl game. Um, it'd be a huge improvement. Uh, they would win five more games than they did last year. Um, and it really, I think that would help uh, recruiting even more. I think coaches and recruit high school recruits are very excited to see what uh, Coach Prime can do and very excited to see where this program goes. But I think we also have to consider that the Pac-12 is the deepest it's been. Um, I realistically think that they're go- there's going to be a Pac-12 playoff team. And unfortunately, um, Colorado plays, let's see, one, two, three. They are four of the teams that have a chance to make the playoffs. So tough draw. Um, I think it'll be a great, a great first year for Coach Prime. Um, you guys let me know in the comment section what you think the record would be. Um, I need a reasoning. Don't just say they're going to be 12-0 just because I need reasonings. Um, I'm going to tell you my reasonings um, after I tell you about our sponsor over at FanDuel. If you like the MLB. Um, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You could spend betting everything from money line to over and under to who you think the first home, who's going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, let's talk about the negatives and the positives. Um I think Colorado is going six and six. I think that's a very fair assessment. Um, some people, that's obviously over the three and a half threshold that they're currently, their odds currently have them at. Um, some people will probably go higher. I feel comfortable with six and six. I really do. Um, if they prove me wrong, so be it. You know, I would love to see them succeed, but if they don't, then I'll be right there. Um, I think six and six is very reasonable when you consider their schedule. Uh, let's talk about their my biggest concerns for Colorado. Um, They also happen to be the biggest people on the roster, the trenches. Uh, The offensive line, um, I've yet to read or hear. um, I talked to a lot of people in Boulder who were there watching practices or talking to coaches and stuff. I've yet to hear rave reviews about the offensive line. That's concerning. Um, Shadur Sanders can run. He will run, but he doesn't want to most of the time. Um, They need him to – also, they need him to not get hurt. Um, Their backup quarterback is either going to be a freshman um, a walk-on, or a Juco quarterback who really didn't prove much at either of his two Juco stops. So they don't have anybody to back up, which is another concern. Um, if Shadur Sanders, for some reason, can't go, um, you're going someone young or someone inexperienced. Um, not not a positive situation to be in. So the offensive line, I think that puts pressure on them. Um, there's more offense linemen in the portal. I think that maybe they should go get them. I don't know how many, how many roster spots they have left. Um, but... I don't like I don't like what I'm he- not hearing about the offensive line. I don't like what I'm hearing about the offensive line. I I worry about them. I worry about um, kind of I just worry about how good they could be. Because realistically, Colorado has a talented quarterback. They have two or three, maybe even four running backs that they could just throw at you, um, run all over you. But that doesn't matter. They have so many great receivers that I talked about a couple days ago. The competition for the third and fourth receiver spot is gonna be insane. But none of this matters if they can't protect block anyone. Um, They have a lot of offensive linemen from the group of five FCS level. Um, There's a big difference in pass rushers from the group of five to FCS level. Um, So hopefully those guys are working hard in the weight room. Um, Maybe they have a Juco offensive lineman that will step up, maybe a freshman offensive lineman that will step up. But I don't trust it. I don't trust the offensive line. Um, I won't until I see it. And I'll have to, like TCU, for example, that'd be a great test. Um, I think, like I said, I think the game's going to be close. I think TCU, um, they lost, I believe it was 60% of their sack production to the NFL. So they have, they're going to be starting freshmen. They're going to be starting younger guys who don't have experience. If Colorado can't block young freshmen, um, what's going to happen when they have to go up against Utah, who always has tough defense, Oregon state who had the best defense in the pack 12 this past year. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't trust this offensive line defensive line. I trust a little more, but I'm still concerned. Um, I think they have a lot of big bodies, a lot of physical bodies, which I think is a good thing. Um, but I would say the offense line is my biggest concern. Um, special teams also a minor concern. Those are my three concerns. I'll give you three. I know I said biggest, but I'm going to give you three off or yeah. Offensive line special teams and then uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go there i'm gonna go there uh i went offensive line special teams and then maybe the linebackers but who knows we'll see uh, actually sub out the linebackers i'm going quarterbacks at behind Shadur. Um, i think Shadur is gonna do just fine but if for some reason he goes down i don't like i don't like what colorado's got back there and it's gonna be it like say for some reason and this is hypothetically speaking. You don't want this to happen. Shurgo, Shadur goes down game two um, at against Nebraska. I think Colorado would realistically lose every game the rest of the season with their quarterback situation. Unless someone emerges as stars, I don't trust those quarterbacks. And I think that's probably the the biggest swing and miss for Colorado this offseason was not being able to bring in another transfer court, Or I don't know if they tried, but I think that was the biggest mistake. Um, realistically, they could have maybe went and got a younger um, quarterback who maybe he maybe he has experience at a Power 5 program, didn't play a lot, and it, but has a few years of eligibility, so that way he could play when Shadur leaves. I think that's the move I would have gone for, but they didn't do that, so um, whatever. I guess we'll find out. Um, smallest concern, wide receivers, secondary. Um, I think the wide receivers are probably, and running backs, to be honest, those three position groups, I'm wide, starting with the wide receivers though. Um, I think they have a little bit of everything. They got size. They have speed. They have route running. They have jump ball getters. They have burners. They have everything. I'm very confident in the wide receivers. As long as the offense line gives Shudder time to throw, um, or at least can not get Shudder killed on every play. He's going to get the ball into these playmakers hands and they're going to make plays as simple as that. Um, the secondary, you got Travis Hunter who I think Realistically, you could get all Pac-12 both ways. I think he's at one corner spot. You got a Marion Cooper or Kermoni McLean at the other. Um, very talented guys everywhere. The safety position, you got six starting caliber safeties uh, for two safety spots, maybe a nickel spot for three spots, maybe. Um, so that'll be interesting as well. Uh, I think they just have a really good secondary. A lot of experience back there. A lot of experienced tacklers, experienced um, guys in coverage. They they have it all. So those are the three positions that concern me the least. Um, So we'll see what happens. Um, Obviously, you you never want people to get injured, but you never know what could happen. Um, But when we come back, we're going to be talking about recruiting. Um, Colorado is in the mix for a lot of talented recruits, and they're also pursuing a lot of talented recruits. So when we return, get ready to talk some recruiting. Welcome back. We're talking recruiting. Um, okay. I want to start off with some positive news. Uh, I was reading into the Under Armour Feature 50, 50, 50 check-in, or the 50, excuse me, event, which was at IMG in Florida. Um, had the top twenty, had the top uh, 52 prospects in the class of 2025 competing. Um, they are all just going head-to-head, just going at it, best against best, iron sharpens iron. Um, Winston Watkins was a standout. Um, let me tell you about... How he did um they don't have like stats or anything for this stuff but he was kind of he was creating separation i wrote about it over at athlon so if you want to go read my writing go check that out um he was getting separation Um, he's hard to bring kind of hard for guys to keep up with um his rating actually went down which i noticed was interesting he is now only a five star according to rivals he's no longer a four star according to 24 7 or on three i don't know if on three had him as one but um sam spiegelman or spiegelman from on three don't know how to say his name don't really care but he wrote about it and he wrote about because he was writing about his top observations at the event and he said watkins has burst and some real twitch on his routes to get open in a hurry he was dynamic separating from safeties throughout the day you'd love to hear that um he is at img um obviously that was where the event is but he goes to img as well didn't play a lot this past season was used as a reserve. Um, this is going to be his year for production. I think, um, I think he steps up, maybe solidifies himself as one of their better receivers. Um, and maybe he sees that rating go up to a five star. Um, he has really quick, great hands, um, everything, even though he's undersized, I think he's everything you need in a receiver. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how good he does. Um, but Winston Walken, standing out amongst the best. You'd love to hear that. Um, let me go into some other recruits, uh, some other recruiting updates that I had for you. Um, for one, i I not trying to be negative. He's uh, his, his commitment's coming up, um, so I just had to write about it. Uh, Charles Lester third five-star corner out of Florida. Um, Colorado wants him bad. Number 18 player in the class of 2024. Florida State's the favorite, though. Um, but we know... Coach Prime doesn't have an issue flipping the five-star corners from, from, from schools in Florida. Um, he did it with Florida state and Travis Hunter. Um, he did it with Cormani McClain in Miami. So just cause they're not the favorite doesn't mean that it's not possible. Kylan Fox, the tight end um, who has like 60 offers from Georgia. He actually called when we talked to him a while back, he was like coach Primes, the coolest coach in college football. Um, but he's going to a different program in black and gold. He's going, or he's, He's projected to, I wouldn't say he's going to not yet, at least wink wink. Um, he's going to, he's projected to end up at UCF. I think big 12 program UCF is recruiting a lot better than people thought they would. Um, it's in Florida. They're a power five program. They've had success. Gus Malzahn has had success at Auburn at the SEC level. So recruits are attracted to that. And I believe I saw somewhere that um, they pitched him as a wide receiver rather than a tight end, which is something that uh, maybe other programs should have thought about. But again, again, there's always a chance. And then I thought this was interesting. Um, this will be my last little recruiting update of the day. Marcus Gore Jr., a Tennessee commit, still hearing from Colorado. Um, so he told in an interview um, with 24-7, he goes, at first I was not listening to anybody, but my mama, she told me, you always want to listen to other offers that are coming through just because. So I stay open a little bit, but just because my mom tells me to. Um, He says he will probably take an official visit somewhere else, but he's not sure where. And then he talked about the Colorado coaching staff and how he's been hearing from them in Alabama and Vanderbilt um, very frequently. Um, The programs are contacting him, even though he's committed. Uh, He says, what I love about the Colorado coaching staff is they're very friendly, each and every one of them. Um, The team we got to hang out with what. We got to hang out with some of the team. The views out there were pretty. I liked how the campus looked, meaning Deion Sanders was motivi- motivating, inspiring. He's the greatest corner of all time. Um, he's from Tennessee. Uh, that's two re- That's two recruits that Coach Prime has been able to kind of pry out of Tennessee. Um, but it's not shocking when some kids want to either play in the SEC or – too. They just want to stay home. And both of these kids have done that. Um, So those are my recruiting updates. This concludes another great episode of Locked on Buffs. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, Make sure to subscribe. Uh, We have some very, very good episodes coming up, very good guests coming up. I wouldn't want you guys to miss out. Um, So make sure to like, subscribe, share, um, follow us on wherever you get your platform, wherever. Subscribe here, follow me on Twitter. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and you guys have a great Wednesday.